In today's episode, Courtney and I have the pleasure of sitting down with Ciara Gravier, the owner of Bunker Insurance. We're going to be talking about all things commercial insurance. That's what she specializes in from how she brands herself, markets herself, who her ideal customer is, or how to determine an ideal customer getting down in your niche, how she's making her agency seem much larger than what it actually is. Some of the thresholds that she's put in place as a business owner that automatically turns away customers that are not her ideal customer. There are a ton of golden nuggets in with this one. With that being said, let's start the show. This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. You want to have life insurance appointments with your customers, but you don't know how. That's exactly why I created the Six Figure Life Insurance Producer course, so you don't have to struggle like I had to. I had never been taught how to have an appointment, what the appointment looked like, what the conversation looked like and sounded like, and I don't want you to have to struggle like I struggled. And so we cover all of that in this course how to have a full-blown life insurance appointment where you're driving bigger death benefit, bigger premium, regardless if you're in person or if that appointment is virtual in today's age. So if you are wanting to be more confident at the life insurance conversation and you want to know exactly what that appointment conversation looks like, this course is for you. Not only do you get the video training, you get the playbooks, you get the word tracks, you get the scripts. And the best part about this is it's a one-time investment. You invest in yourself today and you keep the content forever. So if you're looking to go from struggle to success and actually be confident in the conversation when you're meeting with customers, the Six Figure Life Insurance Producer course is specifically for you. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. We are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver, and we have a very special guest with us today, Ciara Gravier. Ciara, how are you? Hey, I'm doing so good. How are you all? We are so freaking excited, excited to have to you here. on Thank today. You so much. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I mean, not only are we going to be talking about some commercial insurance, but who doesn't love to talk about some marketing and branding yourself as the go-to professional? How are you getting leads? How are you networking? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today because you're the master Thanks, at they, it. I mean, don't, don't, no pressure, right? <laughs> I know, like he came I'm in ready. guns I'm blazing. Ready. I love it. Before we get into that, and I already creeped on your website, and that was the first question that I had. But before we go there, I want to know, how did you get into insurance? Because it is such a fun and sexy <laughs> industry that is recruiting people all over the country. I need to know how you ended yeah, up. Yeah, it, uh, it was actually a wild time in our lives. You know, I, was, I had just finished high school, and my parents were working for Corporate America, had, you know, regular good jobs in Corporate America. And they, my mom had gotten fired after working for a company since she was like 15. And my dad was just tired of working for people. And so at 49, uh, they, they decided to take money out of their 401k and open, get into insurance, open. We went the Allstate route, the captive route. And it's crazy because he had never owned a business, never sold a piece of insurance. I remember 
when I was in high school and we were getting our license, my older brother and myself. And I remembered like at the dinner table, we knew who our insurance agent was. So we were avid insurance purchasers. We had State Farm. I, I still remember the agent's name and I remember the girl that helped us. And, you know, we had the home and the auto, my mom's jewelry. So I remember talking about insurance when I was, you know, younger. But I mean, obviously we had never sold a piece of insurance. So he just took a whim. He just took a risk on himself, you know, and and he did it and he was right. He made the right decision. And it's funny when we, when we ended up, you know, we opened up two Allstates and then we found out we saw the sauce, right? Every Allstate agent or captive agent has an independent in the family on the side. Then we were like, that's where that's where we need to go. And so we got rid of the Allstates. We opened that independent. But when we sold that independent agency in 2018, I remember my dad, you know, when that wire hit, he called me and he was crying. And he was just like, my biggest regret was not doing this earlier in my life. My biggest regret was waiting till I was 49. Mm. If I would have done this at 25, he's like, we would have just taken over, <laughs> you know? It's so it's, 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 that's the beauty of this industry, right? It's, you don't have to know how to run a business. You could just come in and be, well, it's getting a little more difficult, but in all honesty, you know, you're a good person. You understand the basics of insurance, mm. you know? align yourself with good carriers and be honest and just do right by the customer. You could be very successful in this industry, you know? So thankfully we were, and then I figured, well, I'll just go get a job somewhere. And then he was like, absolutely not. You gave your life to me. You, you worked your youth. You gave me your youth. I'm going to help you do it. And so here we are. The bunker opened November of 2019 from scratch. <laughs> the bunker. Mm, yeah. The bunker. I love that. So I do have a, just a curious question because you have a unique perspective. So when you look at like captive versus independent, what made you open an independent versus like taking like that captive Well, route? it's just the freedom, the freedom of being able to offer choices on this side with Allstate at the time too. I don't know about now, but I'm, I would assume it's the same. We didn't really have options for commercial insurance and we've always really liked doing the commercial. I would say I've always been attracted to that more because here at the bunker, that's all I do. I don't do any personal lines. I'm like 96% commercial. Like I rent my own home <laughs> and my dad's, right? Like, <laughs> but I probably have 10 homeowners policies. The ones that I do have, it's because there are commercial clients and they want us to manage it for them, but we don't prospect or, you know, go after any sort of personal lines. It's just, we just like the commercial. We like, we like being, you know, partners and advisors being in that role in South Florida, it's difficult to be viewed as that when playing in the personal line space because our insurance is so expensive and we have, I mean, eight carriers left last year, really, you know, at, at this, at this point, it's, if you can find insurance, you should buy it really. Right. So I, I didn't want to be caught yeah. in that, in that, you know, in that rat race really of, of that. And I knew that I wanted to build an agency that was a little more lean Customer service with the personal side down here is, it's extensive. It's extensive. So, which we did at our other agency, we were probably about 60% personal. We had eight employees, Okay. you know, and it was a lot. The majority of, of the work was, you know, servicing the personal lines. So when I got, when I left it, I knew that okay. if I was going to open something else, it was going to be commercial, wanted to do risk management focused things, you know, the eight, do the 80, 20 rule where, you know, where. A lot less clients, but with more premium. That's kind of always been my goal. Mm. 
Well, doesn't that sound like the freaking right? dream? Less clients, more money, baby. Right? Let's go. All right. So how did you come up with the name? So the it's bunker? funny because my dad actually did. When we had our other agency, uh, we were a last name insurance agency when we opened our Allstate, right? And it didn't matter because we were just an Allstate office, right? Our, our, our name wasn't on the door. It was Allstate. So it didn't really matter. We opened up the independent agency and we just scrambled for a name, didn't really put any thought into it. Also, when we did have that independent, we did a rebrand. And although it went well, we realized there being intentional in trying to come up with a story and and like a who we are. We were family owned. Right. Great. It was my dad, my mom and myself and then five other employees. But I think at, at, at the when we opened it, that mattered more. I think people liked it more like we were able to lean into, oh, you know, I'm working with my parents and my, you know, people would come in and they would meet our family. It was like a thing. Right. It, and it, we rode that wave for a long time. But being down here in South Florida, everything is so big and transient that like there's only so much you can lean into that here in our city. Like it doesn't it doesn't give people the warm and fuzzies like it used to. So when we decided to do this agency and I wanted to, I want, I knew I wanted to make it something catchy, something that meant something when someone heard it. So in my mind, I also knew that I wanted to do something one worded, like Uber inspired, right? Literally. I told my dad, I want something inspired by like Uber. That's like one word. It can, it's easy to remember, but I wanted someone to feel something which is hard to do with last name insurance agency, right? Your last name matters to you. It doesn't matter. P people don't come to you because you have a last name on your door. It used to be that way, but not anymore. So mm -hmm. I wanted people to feel, and I kept telling you that, safe. I want, I want them to hear our name and feel mm -hmm. safe. We, I first started with the Bunker Risk Shelter. And it, I mean, I thought it was great. Everyone around me thought it was great too, but we kind of hit the mark. People thought we were an animal shelter. Like we were, people were like Googling our phone number and like asking, can I drop off my cat? And we were just like, well, no, <laughs> sorry. You know, you're like, miss the mark on that you know, one. We're going to try I thought again. It, and, and, and I realized it too. I started to realize it because people would, would be like, what is a bunker risk shelter? And then I'm just like, I, I don't think that people, well, I, it's not that I don't think I know that the public doesn't really use risk like we do. Right. It's not a word that they mm -hmm. like, or I mean, they know what it means, but. I think it was just, it was obviously too far over their heads. And so we finally just changed it to the bunker insurance and risk management, but we're just the bunker. We just call ourselves the bunker. And that's yeah. why, you know, I, I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel protected. And, and that's our slogan too. We're moving your business from danger to a safe place with us, right? You come mm -hmm. in, live in the bunker, come live with us. <laughs> you can stay for free well, for your insurance premiums. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. That's so good. I want to yeah. pull this apart yeah. so much because when we're talking about branding, which is what you are known for in this space, you are already giving, you're painting a picture. You're already assessing like, how does it make somebody feel? And even the name itself, you put it out there. It was confusing. You're like, okay, let's reassess using those words of, I want to take you from danger to a safe place. I want people to feel safe. Every great brand has feeling. It makes you feel right. something and that's why you anchor into it. So before we like pull that one apart of like what you're doing day to day to apply the branding and marketing aspect, I want to know when you're creating the bunker, because I hear this a lot in commercial that you need to go in with a niche. You need mm -hmm. to go in knowing yeah. 
this is who I want to serve. Would you agree? And was that your plan when you went in? I would agree. I mean, let's be honest, who makes more money, the generalist or the heart surgeon, right? The heart surgeon, always. So unfortunately for me, it's a little difficult to have a defined niche because of the market that I'm in down here. We don't have a lot of admitted options, especially at my size, right? The large box agencies, obviously the national care, they have appointments with carriers that I don't. So it's a little bit harder for me to have a niche. I don't necessarily say no to referrals that I get. What I have done is I'm proactively going after certain niches, right? But it's not like I can say like, oh, I have a special program because I really don't. Like I don't have special, you know, carrier appointments that support me going after a niche full force. So what I have been able to do though, applied everything that I've learned in Killing Commercial to going after what the carriers that I do have want, right? So they usually want the stickier things, which is great. It's higher premiums. And a lot of agents run away from it because they don't feel comfortable with it. I'm not afraid of that, right? Like you have claims, let's let's work on it. I'm I'm here for that, right? So I proactively go after manufacturing, HVAC contractors, um, electricians, you know, because they tend to have workers' comp issues, right? They need some support and guidance with that. So I can't say it's like a real niche, but I, my marketing and prospecting efforts are towards those. And then anything that comes in from like my networking or just, you know, referrals or anything like that, what I've done is kind of created a threshold for myself because I don't want to, I don't need a $500 bop, right? Like, and it makes me feel bad, you know, because eventually like I like to, to help small business and, uh, you know, yes, they can grow to be a million dollar account. That's great. But I don't have the staff to support me writing 10, $500 bops a week. So what I've done was I kind of created some thresholds for my agency, right? Like if I'm not making at least a thousand dollars in revenue for the year, I can't write it. It's not profitable for me to do, to do so. So that's actually helped because at the beginning you got to pay your bills, right? Not that I don't have to pay my bills still, (laughs) right? Like I still have to pay them, but you know, being able to say, listen, I got to turn this away so that I can focus on getting my big account, right? Like still that rule, less clients, more premium, more revenue per client. That's kind of always my objective. So if it's something that I can do quickly, quickly is the key key because I'm, I, everything I do is through brokerages. So I have to submit a court applications for everything. Like that's not quick. So even for my renewals, like I, I'm, I'm working on my renewal process. We, de- we decided to do a threshold. If I don't, if we're not, if the agency's not making a thousand dollars in revenue, they're not getting a customized agency proposal. It's just, we had to, right? Because it's not worth our time to do so. They still get the offer to meet with us to review their renewal, to make sure that they're insured properly, all of that stuff that I'm required to do. And ethically, I do. But I'm, nowhere does it say that I have to send them a fancy proposal, right? So those are kind of the things that I've been able to do to kind of just take control back of my time a little bit and also mm-hmm. make sure that I'm trying to allow space for for what I do want to write right because we all know the customer service on these small accounts are usually worse than the bigger ones mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that so just to just to clarify so you will not write typically all right I'm sure you make some I don't mm-hmm. know. You may, you may have wiggle room. You may not, but if it's not bringing in a thousand dollars worth of worth of commissionable dollars, typically that's a turn away or refer to somebody else. Hell yes. Love Correct. that. 
if it's a referral, yeah, uh, like I, I don't, I won't just apply the hard fast rule, right? Because I don't want to burn my 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 bridge with my referral partner, right? So, but if it's like someone calling off the street that found us on Google that like just opened, you know, a hair cuttery place and needs to, like, no, I, I'm passing. And that's somebody else's ideal customer, right? Right. I think when you're creating these thresholds or ideal clients or like, this is my dream client. There is this need of like, well, I do have to pay my bills and I do need, I do want to serve and I do want to help people. And it's like, yeah, but you saying no is not saying no to that customer. That's creating an opportunity for somebody else that that is their perfect ideal setup. They have the staff for it. Did you say you write an accord form for every single policy? I almost have to, because I don't have any of the direct carriers. So that's why it's like, for someone, my referral partner that I that I send the small commercial to that can log into a portal and quote it on Travelers, great. I can't do that. I have to create the 125, 126, 140, send it to a broker and hope that they get it back to me in a reasonable time and that this person hadn't already bought it online, right? Like, it's yeah. that's what I'm going up against. So I don't even bother going up against it. And I have other threshold, um, thresholds too as far as like, if you're not paying in full, you have to be on EFT. I, I don't have the staff and I'm not your personal assistant. I'm not chasing you for payment. And also, I think what's hard too, which I have learned and it's helped me a lot, is, is if you let people know that this is how you operate your business, they'll respect it. If they're allowed to come in and tell you, I can call you at 730 at night because I have your cell phone and I expect you to respond to my email in seven minutes or else I'm going to blow up. Your... No. Right. But if you set that expectation from the beginning, Either they treat you that way or they respect you because it's your business. And I think that I learned that early on. I knew, well, I, I don't want, I, like, I'm not going to be at the mercy of of constantly being, you know, chasing people for a monthly payment of $72. It's just not happening. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not profitable. Yep. I love that. And I, I love that you just brought that up because that was something early on in my agency career that I really struggled with because I wanted to make Mm -hmm. myself like so damn accessible to customers. I want them there for you. And I would give them my cell phone and they'd be blowing my phone up at like 10 o'clock at night or five o'clock in the the middle of the night. Yeah. And they would just call and call or messes and like, Hey, why are you not available? It's like, cause it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping. What the hell, dude? Like, yeah. So, so I'm so glad that you said that because if anybody here is listening and relating, please know that you can change that. So I had to physically start telling people like, Hey, you can't call my, my cell phone during these hours, call the office. They're going to be able to better assist you and help you anyways. And so if you struggle with that, there are ways for you to set that threshold or that have that balance between business and your personal life and still provide amazing customer service. 100%. And I believe that at, at some, at one point, maybe like when my dad started in the industry, being accessible was a plus, right? It was like, a, like, oh my gosh, this person gave me their cell phone number. Now I'm accessible via 75 ways. I mean, text me, call me, <laughs> send me a LinkedIn, send me a Facebook, send me a TikTok. I mean, where? Find me. I'm everywhere, yep. right? We're all everywhere. Yep. So I think that now t- telling someone, hey, I'm always available, call me. I don't, it doesn't have the same weight like it used to. It doesn't really matter. He, that That's not why someone's going to come do insurance with you anymore. Yep. So it's like, at a time, I think it was valuable because people actually had to wait and pick up an, a phone and call someone. But now, like, I, I, nobody has my cell phone number. 
You, and mm. and you know what? One of the, one of the things that has helped me as well, which I've learned it now at this agency that we didn't do at the last, maybe because it it wasn't as prominent. But I asked them, "Hey, do you prefer texting? Because we do." And the majority of them say yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Now just you don't can be even just to ask. Yeah. And text has such a good response. We have a buddy that actually owns a text company and he says that it has a text messages have a 95% rate within three minutes of sending a text message wow. of opening. Yeah. 95%. Like it's, it's wow. insane. So I think that is the easiest way. And, and I also had one other thought I just want to add right here that if, if an agent heard the thousand dollar in commission, cause you might be like, Holy smokes. Like I know a so your commercial, I know a personal lines captive agent that just did the same thing last year and he increased the threshold a little bit. His revenue year mm -hmm. over year increased by 80%. And so this year he said he's not going to write anybody that he doesn't make at least $1,200 a year off of on a personal line standpoint. So auto home better be doing some life insurance because he's trying to attract that ideal avatar and customer like what you're saying. It's not about the amount. It's about what customer are you trying to attract and work with. And so I, I love that. Are you an insurance agent struggling to meet your sales goals? Do you feel overwhelmed and disorganized, making it hard to keep track of your leads and close deals? If so, our sales training program is the solution you've been looking for. Our program is designed specifically for insurance agents who need help improving their sales skills and increasing their productivity. We understand that the insurance industry, it can be highly competitive, fast paced, which is why we've created a program that will help you stay ahead of the curve and close more deals. We understand that your time is valuable, which is why we've created a program that is flexible and convenient. You can access the sales training lessons and coaching sessions from anywhere at any time so you can fit your training around your busy schedule. Don't let the lack of sales training hold you back from achieving your full potential as an insurance agent. Sign up for our sales training program today and start closing more deals, generating more revenue, and achieving your sales goals with more confidence. There's so much more to the program. So if you're interested in joining the program that's helped over 10,000 insurance agents nationwide, visit our website, www.weaversa.com or send me a text directly at 816-727-7610 with any questions to find out. Brandy, what are, what are you doing? You just said people can get a hold of you a thousand different ways. So <laughs> what would you say your, your most productive, efficient, best branding method has been so far? I would say it's probably, I've done a really good job of making myself appear larger than what I am, right? So I'm in the commercial space and I'm going after what some, what I would consider middle market, right? Like my target would be accounts that are $10,000 in revenue or more. So if I'm going up against the big box agencies the national brokerages in that space. Yes, there's a lot of last name insurance agencies that win in that space. Yes, right? But they probably have legacy behind them. They've been in business for 75 years, right? I've been in business since 2019. Yes, I have designations. I have 20 years of experience. I've, I'm not new to the industry. It's just when you're a newer agency, sometimes people don't like that, right? Especially at that level and that size when they're used to being with these giant firms. So I think that I've done a really good job of utilizing technology to give a better customer experience. And I, I have no shame in telling people at that level, like to those national brokerages, you're a small fish in a big pond and it's the reverse here. 
right? Like I have no shame in telling them, listen, you're going to, you're getting personalized service because you're going to be a larger fish in a small pond here. Mm. And I think people appreciate it, right? They, they appreciate the honesty and, and one that doesn't cancel out my knowledge, right? Just because I, I'm, I own a small, smaller agency. It doesn't make me less qualified. If anything, I would say it's the opposite because you probably have a producer working on your account that leaves every two years, the national brokerage that they're at, you're always at the hands of a new producer, right? I'm the agency owner. I'm not going anywhere. You're not, you're, you're not switching hands. It's me. So I, I think that that's kind of what I've done. And I've been, been able to do that. Well, a couple ways, right? Joining Killing Commercial was the first way. I knew that I was missing the knowledge and the confidence to be able to speak to people at that level, right? You know, you're always afraid by how many zeros are at the end of the premium. But if you strip away the zeros, they're just people that don't know anything about insurance. So I'm automatically qualified to discuss it with them, right? But that takes time and, and it takes investing in yourself. And that's why I have my designations as well. I just did my CIC update last week, right? Because I feel like it's important. It makes me feel more confident in my own knowledge to have that. And honestly, I kind of use it for for like social proof almost. If they see my business card, if they see me on LinkedIn, you know, I have a couple letters behind my name, which they think, well, she might be young, but she's done the work, right? She's been here long enough to do some work. So I think that investing in myself has helped me appear larger. My my color scheme is not an accident. I, you know, I'm going after, I knew I was going to go after extremely male dominated spaces. So I could not build an agency that was pastels, right? My look is a little bold. We use this. We send this out to every prospect and monthly sending them a letter, like whether they're opening it or not, they, one day they're going to get tired of seeing this yellow envelope and they're going to say, what is this? Who is this? Right? So they know me just by this. So just doing things a, a little bolder, just be a little bit different, right? Don't do what everyone else is doing. That's kind of what I've done. Okay. If I were to open up your computer and I were to look at the tabs or the apps or because there's so much tech out there that you can use yeah. to automate, what would be the ones that you're like, you cannot delete this off of my computer. This is the tech and the automation that I live and die by. Okay. So my CRM is agency zoom. And I have built it out completely where I run the agency from agency zoom. Everything we do is in there. My management system, I could probably live without it. It's Hawksoft. I, I think I could live without it because I only transact insurance in there. But I would say Wonderwrite. Wonderwrite is the program that I use to gather supplemental applications, which is, oh, I'm blowing the competition around me out of the water with that. The days for what we do with working with the ENS accounts and things like that, I would have to send a supplemental application via email. They would have to print it out. They would print it, send it back to me. Then I can't read it. They scan it terribly. It was a disaster. Wonder right now, I set up an account for them. I virtually assigned them the form. They complete it for me. I downloaded it. I, I download it and it's like typed into. It's an editable PDF. It's amazing. My clients love it. The prospects are wowed by it. It's amazing. So Wonderwrite would probably be the one. I always have ChatGPT open. <laughs> What's ChatGPT? What are you using that girl for? I'm using that to build out to build out my blogs and my email marketing campaigns, my drips. So I tell Chat uh, ChatGPT to you know, I convince her 
I do call her her, and I'm also very polite to her. I say good morning, uh-huh. thank you, because you know if the robots come, I'm uh, they're not coming for me. Oh yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, good morning, how are you? And she's, it's definitely a her. It's yeah, like, I'm like, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so when you get in there and you're yeah. talking to her for your drips and your blogs, what's the prompt that you're using to this kind lady who's spitting out okay. information? I'm gonna fast. pull out my phone. Yep, yep. I'm gonna pull out my phone because I actually had a, a sleepless night a couple nights ago, right? As most business owners do, and uh, I, I went down a TikTok rabbit hole on prompts for ChatGPT. And one of the ones that I found, I just wrote it down here on my phone. I have it telling it. You have to convince her that she is an expert. So act as a marketing strategy expert and create a marketing strategy for enter the business. So I put the bunker insurance and risk management, include email, copy, subject line, audience segmentation, and call to action. Provide the information in a table format. The Bunker Insurance and Risk Management is a risk management and insurance company that focuses on helping mid-sized businesses in South Florida lower their total cost of risk. Mm. And I got it, and it's amazing. (laughs) I love her. She's so good. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. But think about what what we just talked about. She spit that out in about... 20 seconds. Oh, she, it's, she and it would have just... taken us like hours to be oh. like, what exactly do, like, what's the perfect? Can I just tell you something that is a true story? I posted two blogs last year on my website because I was overwhelmed. I just didn't mm-hmm. have time to do it. I just didn't do it. It wasn't a priority. And I got a virtual employee about three weeks ago, and she has been phenomenal. And I taught her the process of using ChatGPT for what we want. She gave me 12 blogs in an hour. And I posted three in a week. So I'm already doing way better than last year. And, you know, obviously you have to read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very robot right? So out of one of them that I did for product liability for manufacturers, like I combined three of them that she gave me. I took snips of each one, yep. made one really big good one, right? So my process with that is my virtual employee is going to put it into ChatGPT, put it in a shared folder. I approve it, clean it up. She's posting it on my website. She's handling the posting of it, right? Now, I don't have to do that. I should be going to get business. So even that process of of having my staff use ChatGPT for these things has been great. I just always, you know, I tell them, like, it's not 100% accurate. Like, before you send anything out, which I like, I need to review it. We're not just using it all, you know, why? Yeah. It's not the wild, wild west here. But what you're saying, it, it takes so much time out of the equation because yep. they can give you a product and that you just have to put the finishing touches on. And that's right. like, you right. add the human element to it, combine mm-hmm. a cut, like, but that mm-hmm. speeds up the process and typically also allows you to put out a better product because you read exactly. it and then you're like, oh, this is what I don't like or this is what I I wouldn't want. This is what we should say or do instead. So mm-hmm. sure, it may not be just a copy paste situation, but the overall end product is going to be better from a consumer standpoint. Yes. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we're not, we're not copyright writers. We're insurance right. agents. That's yeah. Right. It, like there's only so many hats we can wear, which is funny because that's what my my dad and I talk about that all the time. Like when we started the Allstates, you just had to be a decent human being and do right by the client and you were successful. And now it's like videos, podcasts, you know, blogging and webinars. And it's so much more complex now. It's not just handshaking, you know, relationships anymore. It's not at least not down here in South Florida. It's it's it. You need to be more, more advanced than just that. 
we're exactly the same way and we're in the Midwest and it's right. still because information is so readily available everywhere yep. that you can access yep. it, that standing apart, like being different is your competitive advantage. Correct. Like when you were talking about going bold, it's like, okay, if the entire industry is going right, you better go left because yes. that's the only way you're going to stand out. Okay. So I'm listening to this. And as a business owner, I understand the blogs, the promotion, the marketing, the drip, all of that. And I, I'm listening and I'm going, okay, I really want to focus on commercial in 2024. Where would you tell me to put my effort from a branding and marketing standpoint? Hmm. Is it a blog? Is it a podcast? Is it webinars? Is it in person? Social where, media. Where are you seeing like the biggest juice for the squeeze? I would say prospecting the old school route works the fastest. Elaborate. Explain, elaborate explain the old school route. Yeah, tell explain me what this. Let's, let's break this right. down. So before Michael overhounds the table with excitement, please explain <laughs> what that is. So I would say pick up the phone, do drops. The social media thing works. Obviously, we know it works. YouTube works. Explainer videos work. But that can take years to catch traction, right? And I think it's important. I would do a little bit of both, but I would say I would focus the majority of my time Find out who your ideal prospect is. Don't just go spaghetti to the wall. Start with who is your ideal prospect. Look at the carriers and their appetite that you have in your agency. Who can you write? Don't go after, you know, medical equipment manufacturers if you don't have a place to put them. You're wasting your time. See what do your carriers want. Build a list of 100 prospects. And there's softwares that can help you do it. Or you could, mm -hmm. I mean, you could, I did it the old fashioned way where, where I'm just like using reference USA that most states have available. Um, also in Florida, the workers comp expiration dates are published. So we could download them from the, from the website, from the Florida website. So if that's accessible to you in your state, do that and investigate these people. It took us about two and a half months to build our, our list of like 135 ideal prospects. Be specific in revenue size, employee size. What do they do? Dealing with a service HVAC contractor is very different than one that does commercial. Why? The certificate load is different. If they're doing residential, if they're going to fix people's houses, ACs, those, those consumers don't know to ask for a certificate. They have no idea. If they're doing commercial and they're doing high-rise condominiums, they need certificates every, every other day. And that creates a service load for my agency right? I'll do it if they come to me, but I'm not proactively going after those, right? I want to I remain a lean agency and I want to have flexibility in my life. So I'm not, you know, I can work from anywhere with a laptop. It's fine, right? So I would say don't get started without who define as specific as possible. Who are you going after? That would be where I'd start because then you know a direction because then if you're going after pest control, right? You want pest control to have 25 employees. If they have 25 employees, you know they at least have 10 trucks on the road, minimum, right? So you got a good commercial auto. You got the workers comp. You got the, the GL. They probably need a pollution policy, obviously, right? It's, it's, you're, it's five minimum if they don't buy the cyber, if they don't buy the EPLI, right? You're getting five, six policies out of one client. But then you also understand their problems, if you dive into pest control, for example, then and you you prospect enough of them, you talk to enough of them, you're going to speak like a pest control company owner. 
And then you're going to be able to relate to them. And then you can go to their industry trade shows and be the expert. I think that's, if I was in a place where I had access to actual markets that could support that, that's what I would do. This is so good. This is like a Venn diagram in my brain <laughs> because it, it is, it's like, what do I want to write? Like, what do I want right. to write? And then what can my team support? Because I don't want to overload right. my service team. And then whatever is in the middle is what you're going like balls to the wall. Like this right. is what we are focused on. Yeah. You just dropped some serious gold. To anyone out there that's looking to get into the commercial space, and I'd even argue on the personal line side yeah, of space, like, not everybody is an ideal customer. Yeah. Like, like think about how much shit you deal with on a daily basis, and I guarantee that ninety percent of that shit is customers that you wish weren't even customers. Yeah. Like, if yep. we're just going to be yep. honest and transparent, so how can you niche down? And what you just said is so much gold because. Then if I'm thinking, if I'm working in the commercial space and I want to be the master at pest control, sure, maybe I've never owned a business, but do a lot of research, land one, and then have that owner, like take them out, get to know them a little bit, their struggles inside their business, go ask, like there's so much opportunity. And if you can offer the financial services side of things, you can think group life, you can think group investments. Like there's so much that comes from what you just said. Can I give you an idea, a ChatGPT prompt that I found, which blew my mind, which I'm going to use when I sit yes. across from an industry I don't know? It's, I want to learn about, enter subject, so I want to learn about pest control businesses, right? Find and share the most important 20% of learnings on this topic so that I can understand 80% of it. Mm. So you enter that into ChatGPT, and they're going to give you 80% or 20% about that industry, that business, that subject that would make you look like an expert because it would give you about an 80% summary of that vertical. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she dropped That's it. what she I'm dropping. Using. You're dropping so, nuggets. Okay. <laughs> we should do an episode just over chat GPT. Like, Call it the bunker how to ask nuggets. Questions. How do we take care of yeah. her? How do we get her operating the way? <laughs> how do we train this girl to do what I want? That's exactly. No, but. Oh, it's so good. But there's the, the big aspect of this. And I'm, I'm always going to like make sure to like wire this into your brain. If you're listening, you are the one that has to apply it. You can take mm. all of this information, you can take mm. all of these blogs, but the best way to actually learn an industry or marketing or branding is by trial and error. So get out there, apply it, use your human element, connect with people and yep. see what works and doesn't work. Like th she's a great launching point for you to just take it and go, all right, let me see what I can do in the real world yep. here. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. It's a long road and yep. it's hard. It's not fast. And so stick to it. It does eventually, just like everything in this industry, right? It, it, what you work on today, you see in 60 days, right? That's personal lines or not. It, it, is, it is a long, long journey and it's very difficult and it's full of a lot of no's. So if, if, if you're looking for something easy, it's, it's, that's not, this is not the, the way. But I would also say that this is still a human business and people still like to buy and do business with people that they like. So mm -hmm. if you have the perfect mix of where technology can plug in, use it wisely, use it for that, but don't be a robot. If, if you socialize with people a certain way, if you're better at networking and happy hours then host one, 
for the industry you're trying to get into. Partner up with the bankers and the attorneys that specialize in that industry. If you want to do construction, get with a construction lawyer. Network with them. And you know what I do? I can't fill the room. So you know what I do? I pay it. All right, I'll pay for the, I'll pay for the event. I sponsor it. You're the expert. You present. It looks like I'm connected to the right people. So there's ways to do it, right? Where where you might be able to speed it up, but it is it is a bit of a long journey. And also, it takes a long time to get these appointments and get the get them in the door. If you are feeling afraid of commercial insurance because you've done personal lines or life insurance or whatever, Medicare all of your life, it's okay. You can make the cold calls and make the drops because nobody's asking super complex insurance questions on your drop. Like nobody's coming out and saying, hey, can you explain to me what the formula is for business income? Like that just doesn't <laughs> happen. So don't be afraid. Don't yeah. wait until you feel like you know enough. Just just start now. Just start, start. and you'll learn by fire. We all do. Mm-hmm. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you're ever going to know enough is if you're actually doing it and learning along the way. The only way you're going to learn something you don't know is when a customer asks you a question that you don't know an answer to. And you're like, that's a really great question. I think I know the answer, but let me just confirm with our underwriting department. I'll get back to you. Like how easy is that? Yes. You're not expected to know everything. You shouldn't know everything. And you sure shit don't want to tell the customer everything because that's just going to confuse the whole thing. That's going to end the deal. Yep. Yep. Okay. Before we wrap, I want to clarify drops. When you were saying calls and drops, drops, you're meaning go in and visit the business. Mm -hmm. Drop some information, non-insurance related. Don't, don't walk in there and say, Hey, your workers comp is expiring in June. Let me quote it. No. Who wants to do business with anybody like that? Right. It's, Hey, I've heard pest control companies are having problems hiring. Here's some information on maybe how to find better candidates. Oh, great. Move on. Come back in six weeks. Mm. <laughs> Add value. Oh. Right? It's yeah. value. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to have to do a whole other podcast. Uh, this is so, so good. good. All right. If somebody <laughs> wanted to, if somebody wanted to follow you, connect with you, just see what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm on LinkedIn. Ciara. My, my name is Ciara Gavir. I'm on Facebook. I have an IG. My business one is Bunker Your Risk. I have a YouTube channel as well. But my website, bunkerrisk.com, you shoot me, you know, drop me a DM, call me 954-239-7346. We do pick up the phone. So (laughs) (laughs) what you're doing is so good. You're setting yourself up for not only are you successful right now, but you're talking massive success in the future with the things you're doing. And I I love it. You got to be patient with the process, obviously, but you, uh, it's, it's, it's been hard. It's, it's tough, but I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. So for all of those of you that are listening, I would love to know your biggest takeaway today. Text me right now, 816-727-7610. And yes, you're texting me. I'm going to be the one that looks at it. I'm going to be the one that responds. I want to know what your biggest takeaway, because there was nuggets all over this episode today. All right. Gosh, I have a full page of notes. um, Other than that, (laughs) we appreciate you, you showing up as always. Time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. We appreciate you joining us today. Ciara, thank you so much again for your time. Thank today. you, guys. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Go out and make it great, my friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, 
and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have, and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.